Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week two of the preseason uh, is ahead of us, Wiz. And, uh, you know, I, I actually heard some interesting uh, interviews with a couple of the coaches, Wiz, and, and, and a few of them are actually going to treat the last preseason game, which is the third preseason week, as the more serious one where more players are going to actually get in there and have some action because there's a two-week gap between the start of the season and the last week of the preseason with it just being three preseason games. Yeah, and that's the kind of the way they uh, used to do it where when they had four preseason games, uh, they didn't want to play in the last game. So like the third game was typically the game where you saw the starters uh, a little bit more than you did um, in the other games. But I, I think this has really become kind of like a team-by-team team choice. And in some instances, you'll see them out there a little bit longer. In some instances, you won't see them at all. Uh, you know, I think uh, teams have different ways of going about it. And uh, with the Baltimore Ravens, they, they mean business when they play preseason football, that's for sure. Yeah, and I, and I think um, you, you and I have talked about this, and, and it's going on this week, and I, I think it's somewhat noteworthy to pay attention to what's going on with these uh, intra-squad intra scrimmages that are happening. Uh, there's almost every single team in the league is doing it this week. You know, what's, your, what's your feeling on what goes on in, in those particular exercises? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, I think, I think it's, it's interesting, you know, to what you say, uh, you know, you really want to follow the beat reporters and, and see what's what's going on closely. I mean, at this point, um, I'm, I'm just I'm just waiting on the, you know, the finale with Deshaun Watson here. So I could kind of, you know, see what that looks like and the surrounding uh, players, you know, like Amari Cooper and Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt and, uh the, the latest seems to be like there's going to be some sort of a, a plea deal that's going to be between, I guess, what the ruling was and what the NFL is asking for. So I guess at this point, kind of like the likelihood is, I don't know, 10, 12 games maybe? Yeah, it's a little looking that way. And I think from a from a fantasy perspective, you know, you, you better have your ducks in a line in terms of if you if you're going to put any faith in that player, you know it's going to be very late in the season and a tremendous amount of rust off a player who ha- wouldn't wouldn't have been on the field for a couple of years. And in addition to that, getting completely used to a whole new, new set of teammates and a whole new system. So, to me, yeah, we've said this before. I, I think you know Deshaun Watson to me is a hands off for this year. Uh yeah, I mean. We'll, we'll we'll see what the final ruling is, but uh, yeah, it's certainly it's certainly not looking good for him, and certainly going to affect the value of um, some of the Browns players. And boy, what brutal injuries they have suffered already with you know their offensive line. Yeah, two centers gone for them, so uh, that that's not a good situation. And uh, you know whether they make a deal for another quarterback that remains to be seen. I don't think it's going to be the case right now. It seems like Jacoby Brissett will be the starting quarterback while Watson is out of there. So um, anyway, was uh, you had, you had brought this topic up and uh, you you wanted to take a look at some of the average draft positions that you were looking out, out at different position and different players uh, players that seem like their average draft position was off. So. Uh, I'm going to let you kick off this particular podcast uh, with uh, your first set of players. Yeah, my first player is kind of this is this is really uh, 
bittersweet, uh, a player who kind of uh, helped me have a tremendous year last year. I drafted Tom Brady in every single one of my leagues last year, and uh, his ADP was way off going into the start of last season. And I think in the other way, I think it's really off this year. Um, I'm looking to where he's being ranked, and not only inside the top 10, he's well inside the top 10, more inside the top five or six. Um, and when it comes with a quarterback like Tom Brady, I think, you know, for most quarterbacks, the, you know, the left tackle, if you're a right-handed quarterback, is the most important position on the offensive line. But now with Brady, who has an, an amazing sense of when pressure is coming from his blind side and the ability to climb the pocket. So with him, it's the two guards in the center. And the, the last two years, he's had three elite players at that position. And coming into this year, they lost one to free agency, one to retirement, and one to injury. So three new interior linemen, Add that on with the receiving core of what they had going to the start of last year, Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Godwin. There's no Gronkowski. There's no Antonio Brown. Godwin may not play the first couple of weeks, and he may take a few games from the to kind of get up to speed, if not longer. So for all of those reasons, I think Tom Brady is ranked wrongly, and I don't like him inside where he's being, you know, as ADP is currently as like maybe quarterback overall five or six. I think that's off. I think he's more on the outskirts of quarterback one, somewhere between, let's say, 10 and 15. But um, I certainly don't view him, and I think his ADP is wrong at, at five or six. Yeah, it's funny. So, uh, Tom, I, I mentioned I had two quarterbacks where I felt uh, – on the upside, they were too high. Tom Brady was one of them, so we're in agreement. Again, you and I didn't talk about this. I, I, you articulated all the reasons. I don't need to repeat it. I think the the offensive line stuff, and then yet on top of that was remember he's going to be away from the team for looks like a couple of weeks as well. So yeah, it's a. I'm, I'm again, we're not saying that Tom Brady is going to be horrendous and st- stink up the bed. We're just saying it's a little bit too high in terms of where he's projected going into the season. I, I'm going to say the same thing about Lamar Jackson, Wiz. Um, I'm uncomfortable with the receiving core still, uh, what, it, what it sets up as. I mean, it's going to be Bateman and and Andrews who are going to be the reliable guys. I think they'll be doing more running. Um, that still worries me on the Lamar Jackson side in terms of injury. Still haven't cleared up the contract stuff, so... I, I also see Lamar Jackson kind of in that top six, seven quarterbacks in, in most uh, projections, and I'm slightly uncomfortable with that, Wiz. And, uh, and the other way where I think there's a quarterback that I think is, is ranked um, is, is off is, is going the other way. I think I, I'm seeing a lot of projections with Davis Mills is not even – ranked as a quarterback that you should be taking in super flex leagues inside the top 24 um getting close to near 30 which is you're calling him one of the bottom starters in the league and i disagree with that Uh, i thought he played well under pressure i thought he played well in the second half of the season and there's no reason to think that he's not going to play better a second year under his belt um 
And if, if Collins, a guy that I know that you like, um, can start playing well, there's some a real chance that Davis Mills can take another step forward. And I have him above a bunch of these quarterbacks that I'm looking at where um, some of these people who do their, you know, right in their ADP have ahead of Davis Mills. I disagree with that. I think Davis Mills' ADP is wrong. I think he should be up um, much closer to 20 than 30, in my opinion. It's so funny. Was uh, I have David? I had picked two quarterbacks uh, that were on that side of the equation. Davis Mills was one of them. Uh, you mentioned about the way he finished last season. I think this is also not a great defense. So. Even though Lovey Lovey Smith is a defensive-minded coach, I still think personnel-wise they're compromised. I think they're going to be in a lot of games where they need to throw the ball late. And as you mentioned, I'd much rather have him than a bunch of guys that I feel offer a lot of inconsistency. Uh, Give me Davis Mills over those guys. The other guy, Wiz, I I just – I'm uncomfortable. I just see it way too low. I think Derek Carr is going to be a top seven to nine quarterback this year. And in most draft picks, in most draft projections, I I see him kind of ranked in that 13 to 15 region. Uh, And I'm not buying that. I just think with the addition of Josh McDaniels and and Devontae Adams and already Hunter Renfro having established a rapport with that player – Hopefully they can get Waller back in uh, in in a, in a better standing uh, in terms of his health. But I think Derek Carr is completely too low in terms of a quarterback coming into this year. Was yeah, I, I'm with you there as well. Um, it's funny, Derek Carr is ranked exactly where you know you said he's ranked in a lot of these places. You know, somewhere between in most cases twelve and fifteen. When I went to some sports books to see what they're doing in terms of yardage for quarterbacks, he's ranked number third or fourth in terms of under and overs on yards this year. So someone's a little off here, but I tend to agree with you that uh, I think I think that one is off. Um, are we ready to move to running back? Yeah, let's go to running back. Uh, I'll start running backs off with um... – I don't know if people saw the news this week. Um, Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's something. I have uh, this player in a league where we have the ability to protect players. Uh, I'm not trusting Antonio Gibson as a number one running back in in Washington, number one. I'm probably on the verge of not trusting him as as an RB2 at this point in time. They drafted Brian Robinson, Alabama. J.D. McKissick is here as well. Um, they also have the kid uh, Patterson out of Buffalo, but uh, fumble problems, injury problems. Uh, I, I don't know. I do not think Antonio Gibson uh, should be ranked in the top 20 of running backs. I think that needs to move lower. Uh, so count me as a guy who's a naysayer on, on Antonio Gibson was. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he, he's back to the fumbling and didn't look good. Um, so I'm, I, I completely understand, you know, where, where that's coming from. And then you add on to the fact that there's, there's three guys there: McKissick's going to play on third downs, and and Robinson looks like he looks like he could vulture touchdowns, no matter what the playing time is for uh, for Gibson. So I'm with you. My guy is DeAndre Swift. Um, I just thought the stars were aligned perfectly for him last year game script where they were trailing catching so many passes jamal williams being hurt last year he 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 just it was just a perfect storm for deandre swift i don't like him and i think his adp i mean i'm not saying i don't like him i don't like where his adp is ranked clearly inside the top 10 and i said this before i'm looking at at jamal williams and he's being ranked like not even as a flex player like kind of like barely inside the top 50 i think that gap is going to be 
be much, much more narrow than that. While I like DeAndre Swift, I think Jamal Williams is going to get a good amount of playing time. And that playing time between the two, I think, is going to be kind of closer to like 55-45. And uh, I like the player, but uh, it was a perfect storm last year. That's difficult to repeat. I'm downgrading DeAndre Swift, and I don't agree with his ADP of inside the top 10. All right, and uh, guys that I think uh, are kind of mis- mispriced right now, I have two Wiz, and um, both are in the AFC. Uh, it feels to me that I-, I know it was broken down exactly straight down the middle in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, usage last year, and I'm talking about the Denver Broncos, how they used Javante Williams and, and Melvin Gordon. Uh, Gordon, the older guy, and his- in his sixth year as a pro now, uh, Javante Williams is going to be his second year, and I, I just think we're going to see a, a separation of these two players. Uh, so at this point in time where I see Javante Williams kind of going between 15 and 20, uh, if you gave me a choice, and you mentioned DeAndre Swift, and I, I'd kind of reverse these two players in terms of where I see them being ranked, uh, at least in my rankings, to start the season. So I'd switch around those two, two players. I, I like Javante Williams uh, to to potentially punch into that top 12 running backs. And the other guy, Wiz, and, and this is a situation that you liked last year. I kind of was on the other side of it um, as, uh, on that, in, in that I liked Damian Harris a little bit more last year. But I'm completely reversing my direction on this. I think the fact that you remove James White, you remove Brandon Bolden, yes, Ty Montgomery is going to be used a little bit as a Swiss Army knife. But Ramondre Stevenson, to me, is ranked way too low. Uh, and I think he's going to make that ascension in the rankings this year, Wiz. Yeah, I mean, I I agree that Ramondre. Here's the way I look at it. I, I see it in almost all uh, area. You know, wherever you go, whatever site you go to, you will see Damian Harris ranked ahead of Ramondre Stevenson. But Ramondre Stevenson is a better football player than Damian Harris. He could do more things. He could be much more explosive in the passing game. Uh, and I think Damian uh, Ramondre Stevenson has a, a good chance of overtaking Damian Harris. And who knows, there could be a trade. Uh, that, that Patriot backfield has a, has some, a pretty good depth chart. So I, I'm with you on, on Stevenson. And another player that's kind of ranked even lower than Stevenson that I just think is wrong, and I mentioned this um, when we did the Colts uh, capsule, is I, I just feel there's a real – there's, there's a real chance that Naheem Hines catches 65 to 75 passes this year, um, and um, and he's going to have some touchdowns, and they're going to clearly play Hines and, and Jonathan Taylor on the field at the same time. So I just don't understand if you're in a PPR league how um, and you know some of these when they do their ADP, it's based on PPR leagues. I just don't see how they don't even rank Naheem Hines uh, as a flex player. A lot of times he's ranked in between 40 and 50. I completely disagree with that. And I think Naheem Hines is a standalone value this year. We also talked about the fact that you remove Carson Wentz and you add in Matt Ryan. That's a, that's a big help to the player as well. Absolutely. Uh, I'm ready to move on to wide receiver. Are you ready to go? Yeah, sure thing. So wide receiver, the player that I feel is ranked way too low, and I understand why, because there's a real dreary outlook uh, when it comes to the offense based on what they, they seem to be doing. But I like Jacoby Myers, 83 catches, over 800 yards. That connection is going to get better with Mac Jones, and he runs the route tree that is best suited 
perfectly suited for Mac Jones' game. So I'm looking at Jacoby Myers, where he is being ranked, and I see him outside the top 50. I wish I could make a bet that in, that in PPR leagues that Jacoby Myers will clearly finish inside the top 50. I believe he'll finish inside the top 40, actually. I think the ADP on Jacoby Myers is, is wrong. He is a reliable, reliable receiver. Now, he may not be DeAndre Hopkins when it comes to the red zone and get those type of touchdowns, but there's no reason to think that he is not going to have a lot of targets and a lot of catches and make sure that, in my opinion, he's a um, a fantasy football standard league starter, clearly inside the top 40. I see his ADP between 50 and 60. I think that's off. Yeah, I don't disagree. He's a player that I had in a couple of leagues last year. I mean, consistent five, six catches. Uh, he did get in the end zone a few times. He threw a touchdown pass last year. But, yeah, I think Mac Jones has complete trust in that player, Wiz. And um, my other player that I think is, is ranked too high that I'm just going to take other guys that are in that area is Deontay Johnson, who I think is a good player. But he had such a rapport with Roethlisberger, and Roethlisberger was getting rid of that ball in two seconds, and um, he was catching a lot of those little slant plays using his short area quickness. Either going to be Trubisky, it's either going to be Kenny Pickett, Either way, I think that there's going to have to be some sort of adjustment to that. And he's a good player, but I, I want to leave a draft if I have Deontay Johnson, honestly, as my my third receiver. Like, if I leave a fantasy football draft and Deontay Johnson is my number one or my number two receiver, then I better have elite running backs and elite tight ends and an elite quarterback. But I'm not feeling great with Deontay Johnson is ranked a lot of times getting very, very close to inside the top 15 and getting close to that wide receiver one category. I don't see it. There are other guys in that grouping that I prefer to Deontay Johnson. All right. And uh, for me, Wiz, um, the, the guy I think is ranked way too low. I know he's coming off of a pretty significant injury. It happened relatively early in the season. I know he's also playing with a football team where he doesn't have he has not established rapport with that quarterback yet because he hasn't played a season with him. Well, I just think the, the the ADP of Robert Woods is is too low, Wiz. And AJ Brown is gone. It looks like Traylon Burks is going to be a significant work in progress. Uh, now I know they have Nick Keen, Westbrook, and and there's some talk about Kyle Phillips, who's who's been looking very good in the slot. I think Robert Woods is going to be the guy that draws most of the attention and uh, is going to have uh, Ryan Tannehill's eyes. I see him really ranked between 40 and 50 in most drafts. That seems way too low for me. So count me as one who, who wants Robert Woods higher. Um, this the, the player that I have actually was that, and I think you may be surprised by this one, um, I just see him encroaching kind of in the top eight, nine receivers. And I know this is a pass-happy team, but I think balls are going to get spread around a lot more in this offense between tight ends, other receiver options, and the running backs. And count me as a guy who thinks Keenan Allen is overranked. While he's a super talented player, I think he should be more towards like 15, 16, rather than kind of 8 and and 9 where I see him now. Uh, I think Keenan Allen also is kind of one of these guys that catches a lot of short passes. And I think Josh Palmer will evolve more, he, more here. And like I said, a lot of options on this team for Justin Herbert. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. I'm surprised, and I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying because I just think 
Keenan Allen is just one of the top five route runners in the NFL, and uh, I just feel like Justin Herbert in almost every difficult situation, third down, fourth quarter, two-minute drill, looks to go to him. But um, you, you're downgrading Keenan Allen. I think he's kind of ranked uh, appropriately, but uh, we, we'll certainly we'll certainly see how it plays out. Let me just ask you a question about a few guys that are in that grouping. Uh, do you prefer, like, the Debo Samuels, the Mike Evans, the T. Higgins of the world, the, like D.J. Moores of the world over all over um, – I would say I would say Michael Pittman and AJ Brown uh, would probably be higher on my list than Keenan Allen this year. Wow. Okay, that's a good one. That is an interesting one for sure. Against the grain, zigging when everyone else is zigging, always a good idea. Uh, anything else in wide receiver? We're ready to move on to the tight end spot. Yeah, I'm ready to move on to tight end. Um, uh, I guess I'll kick it off at tight end. I, I only have one one guy that I think is ranked too high, and one guy who's ranked too low. Uh, the guy I think is ranked too high. I, I know he did really well last year when he w- was traded to this team. Uh, I know DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss the first six weeks of the season. Uh, but I think Zach Ertz as kind of like number eight to 10 in terms of tight end. I'm slightly uncomfortable with that. I think this is a very deep position. We've talked about that a number of times on this podcast. And Zach Ertz is a year older. Uh, I think you'll see Rondell Moore do a lot more in this offense this year. I think you'll even see Andy Isabella out there. Uh, that's the way it's looking thus far. Uh, but And again, Trey McBride is, is a young and up-and-coming player who they just drafted. Uh, but count me as a guy who thinks Zach Ertz might be slightly overrated at his position. And a guy that I think is just too low. And you've mentioned him a lot, um, especially with Tim Patrick going down. Uh, and Al- Albert Ogrebunum, uh from, from the Denver Broncos is pretty much ranked uh, right outside number 20. That's the way I'm seeing it. I think that's way too low. Uh, I see him definitely inside the top 15 this year, Wiz. Interesting. I, I have two guys in the exact same range, but they're two different players. The first guy is a guy that I really like. I, I like T.J. Hawkinson. I want to like T.J. Hawkinson. I want to draft T.J. Hawkinson. But already with the injuries, the first game, a soft tissue injury, missing time. So I'm looking in that group of guys, and I think I'm going to go in a different direction. And There's a coin flip. I'm going to go to the player that I think is going to be more available to their quarterback in place. So I like TJ Hawkinson, but if I have a choice of guys in that range uh, where he's ADP is, I'm probably the tiebreaker is going to be my concern of him not being able to stay on the field. And then a guy that... So was it just, to, in, just to confirm, you'd take a Schultz or a Goddard over Hawkinson, correct? I, Schultz for sure. I got it. I, I kind of want to see what that, that looks like, but I, I'm leaning towards yes at this point. I'm even leaning towards yes with Freemuth, um as well, but but certainly Dalton Schultz. TJ Hawkinson, I've got to see play and step on the field for a preseason game and see that he's okay. I just don't like a player that's missed time with these type of injuries off on the wrong foot again. Um, when every other starter is out there. I mean, when you looked at the Lions' preseason game, they wanted to get their guys out there for the first quarter. You saw Goff. You saw Jamal Williams. You saw DeAndre Swift. You saw Amon Ross St. Brown. You saw DJ Shark. They wanted their guys to be out there for the first quarter. So it wasn't like they were being careful with their starters. They wanted their starters to play. So I got to see Hawkinson out there. But um, – We'll, we'll take the wait-and-see approach, but certainly at this point, I, I'm, I'm going to be a little cautious. And then the other player that is ranked, even right where Elko Boonham is ranked, kind of even lower, 
Uh, and he's kind of ranked closer to 20. But I'm going to tell you something. I think he should be ranked closer to 10 than 20 is Robert Tanyan, um, who I think very recently, maybe in the last day or two, a few days, was removed from the pup list, and now he's practicing. And, boy, Aaron Rodgers loves Robert Tanyan. And um, when you just look at their other options in terms of pass catches, you just have to feel like there's a, a real chance he is going to be one of their main targets, if not the main target in the red zone. He's big, he's fast, he's athletic for um, for a tight end. So I'm looking at 20 as way off. And uh, if I see Robert Tanya in, like, in game shape and ready to go and playing and practicing, um, I'm going to put him way closer to 10 than 20. So it's interesting if we go back to the 2020 season <clears throat> where Aaron Rodgers uh, completed 85% of the balls thrown to Robert Tanya. It might even have been 90%. It was a ridiculous number. Uh, he only caught 52 balls. 11 of those were for touchdowns. And now you've removed Devontae Adams from the equation. So they will need to uh, find a, 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 an established guy uh, around the end zone. Maybe Lazard fills some of that. Maybe the running backs punching in a little bit more. But... You know, last year, Wiz, he hardly played, right? 15, 16 catches, a couple hundred yards, two touchdowns, and then he got knocked out with that knee injury. So I, I like the thought process, especially given uh, we're not sure what that receiving core is going to look like for Green Bay and how thing, and the pecking order. So, so I like the thought process. And, uh, yeah, look, you know, again, this is a beauty in the eye of the beholder when it comes to these things, Wiz. And I think, you know, over time, we kind of take a look at things and watch how things are evolving over the course of the preseason, and, and that's kind of where we come to these determinations. No, it really is, and just a lot of times, players become forgotten for, for one reason or another, but when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, it, this is a different type of individual, right? I mean, he's the type of quarterback that if your receiver – you know, is not reading blitz when he's reading blitz. If he's not reading the same thing you're reading and you make a mental mistake like that, like you'll be standing next to Matt LaFleur for the rest of the game um, and he'll lose confidence in you and lose trust. Anytime you see a soundbite from Aaron Rodgers talk about the pass catches on Green Bay, he says the word trust a million times. And I just know that when he looks, when you when you look at the the, the Packers pass receivers, um, Robert Tanyan is 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 right up there with anyone on the roster, uh, especially with your point about Devontae Adams not being there anymore. Yeah, yeah well done. Was uh, I, I, I like that? I like that call. I like that call. All right, so that's going to wrap up uh, the the rises in ADP and and kind of people that we think uh, should be lower. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple, and we're on SoundCloud. I hope you guys are enjoying uh, everything that we're doing leading up to the 2022 season and lots more to come, Wiz. So uh, a job well done again. You enjoy your evening and look forward to catching up later in the week. Hey, you do the same. Thanks.